is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Uh, we're starting it just how we ended it last Let yesterday. The bullpen, everybody. Was that your attempt at a whistle? Well, yeah, but I was I'd already made myself start laughing. And so it's not easy it's not easy to whistle when you're laughing. I don't know why I, was, I don't know why I thought it was funny. I don't know why either. But you apparently did too. <laughs> It was worse. It, it was just, it was an attempt, and I wasn't ready for it, and yeah, I wasn't I was, looking. Seen, All of a sudden, here I was. Yeah, it was a half. It was a half-ass whistle, <laughs> but only because I was having fun with. It. I was, I was, it was, <clears throat> it was whistling through a smile. That was a happy, flipping Friday, indeed. Friday Luya, not what he calls it. Friday Luya, indeed. Forget me, I'm drinking coffee Luya. at the same time. My slurge. One of the only days out of the week that actually have has. It's not called Monday. Oh. For you, for yes, me, right. yes, for you. Uh, I call it Friday because the, I'm the, a normal person. Well, I call person. it Friday because I'm a normal person too. I'm just you know the Osborne calendar. Whoa, is, is Monday? Came at me quick on that one. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're all Monday, and then there's Friday. So welcome to Friday, my friends. Hey, it here. is Friday. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins, with you five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number here on the bullpen in the bullpen. Yes, where you'll find us for the next hour. That's right, and then a, a few hours after that, and a few hours after that as well. And we're going to begin today where we began yesterday. Boston, Hardwood. Oh, I thought we were talking about baseball, Yankees, Red Sox. I'm trying to rub that in. I'm huh? not really sure what happened yesterday, but I heard it wasn't good for the Red Sox. It wasn't good for the Red Sox. Also, probably wasn't a satisfying uh, night for Yankee fans either. Uh, pretty sure it was. Well, it was not. Satis- not satisfying? Well, not as satisfying as they would want. A playoff clincher isn't well, satisfying? We'll get to that. Okay. But, but that's not that's not what the 44,000 okay. people who were there last right. night wanted. Ooh, is there candy? In the I mean, they wanted it. But, uh, but uh, Celtics, as we mentioned yesterday, suspended head coach Ime uh, Udoka for the entire 2022-23 season, uh, citing his alleged involvement in, a, in an improper consensual relationship with a female member of the team staff. And at first glance, we thought that was a little ridiculous. No but problem, now, right? Adults being adults, yeah. you do your thing, you may, right? Well, no. According to the latest report from The Athletic, uh, it sounds like members of the Celtics organization became aware of this relationship in, in July. Initially, we're led to believe by both uh, he and the woman in, in the, involved here that this was consensual, but now she has come out with comments saying that he's made uh, unwanted comments toward her, prompting oh the team to launch that set of internal interviews in the first place. The consensual? This was this was claimed consensual, and then yeah. she started to complain. He he and she both said it was sure. consensual, and then she came back and said, "Well, he was just making some unwanted comments toward me." So they have now confirmed That's weird. the Boston. Yeah, no, I, I, it, That's it, there's, odd. There, you got a question. It's odd timing. What prompted that? Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, was, the Celtics have released a statement. They have confirmed that Udoka has been, has gotten a year long suspension for quote violations of team policies effective immediately. Uh, that came after an hours-long closed-door meeting involving team owners, President Brad Stevens. Uh, he issued an apology to the Celtics players, the organization, fans. He says, I want to apologize to everybody, my family, for letting everybody down. I'm sorry for putting the team through this difficult situation. I do accept the team's decision, and out of respect for everyone involved, I have no further comment. Not going to lie, that's how far off I am from uh, NBA. I, I thought Brad Stevens was still the head coach. Oh, did you? I really did. Nah, he moved up I'm to like, the... who's this guy? He, he... Is this an assistant coach? No, this is the head coach. He okay. George Jefferson moved on up. And was that went... this year? Is this his first year, or was that last year? This is this is Udoka's... Uh, last year was his first year. Udoka? Yeah. Okay. Got yeah, it. and he actually took them... To the playoffs. To the playoffs yeah, last yeah. year. Uh, I think one of... I think maybe the fifth... First year coach to do so, so you know, he's he's wanted. talented. He's wanted yes. here, but but his actions are 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 maybe not egregious. A little I don't know egregious. about they're egregious. They're just maybe maybe gross. saying yeah, gross is a good way. Sure. Not not appropriate. They got him suspended for a year. Uh, We're and gonna they, have to wait for the profile to come out to know exactly what he said. Well, and yesterday too, we also mentioned that it was not expected that this was going to be uh, lead to like a termination, right? But they did note the Celtics noted. Uh, that the decision will be made on his future with the club beyond the upcoming season, quote, at a later date. And then that uh, Sports Illustrated actually says there are, quote, no guarantees made to him 
in conversations about coming back after the suspension. Good. So sounds like they're taking it serious. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah. So uh, Celtics, they're going to have, have to quit turnaround until the start of the season. That includes the opening of training camp coming up on the twenty seventh of this month. They're going to kick off the campaign on the eighteenth at the TD Garden at home against Seventy Sixers. Yeah, this is really bad timing. It really is bad really timing. really bad timing. Assistant coach Joe Mazzulla is taking over in the interim. Uh, he's one of the top assistants, right and uh, he's never held a head coaching job in the NBA. So you know, he good will luck next- to you. No better team to start than the Boston yeah. Celtics. Their fans are they're, they're going to love you whenever you make a mistake. Boston fans. They're not known for being jerks. Yeah, they're totally lenient. They'll no. let you go. They'll yeah. let it go. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. And suspended for the uh, for the season for Boston. Sounds like this uh, assistant coach turned head coach is probably going to get a head coaching job next year if he succeeds. Very. I mean, saying that he was a top assistant coach. Yeah, nobody's expecting this guy to take him take Boston back to the finals, but uh, you know, getting him to the playoffs five hundred. I uh, you know at least do that. Is it not the same team as last year? I know it's just the head coach philosophy, much but I'm team. sure this this guy is going to follow the same philosophy. And he's been. I'm an sure he'll have coach. conversations with him. Yeah, yeah, he's an assistant. So I mean, he knows the team. So you would expect them to not fall off on this, right? But right. we'll see. Uh, we can you, check back later with and see how how you feeling. How you feeling about your supersonics? I couldn't help but do it. I, it's just I have to do it every day. Oh, you mean the big smooth shirt I'm wearing right Sam now? Perkins yeah, Sam Perkins shirt. Sam Perkins. Yeah, baby. I didn't even know she got your Perkins shirt. He's on. one of my favorite players. Yeah. Big smooth. Great ball player indeed. Thank you. Thank you for bringing them up. You're keeping them alive by just constantly bringing them up all the time. You know, if I didn't whether li- you're doing it in a negative context or not. But you know, it's not. I if I didn't like Seattle and I didn't like you, I wouldn't even say anything about your, your city at all or your teams. Thank you. Yeah, same. If only people could see what you're doing to me right now. <laughs> what? I was waving. A one finger salute. Waving high. All right. So I was, it was a thank you. <laughs> well, I pre, you know, I, 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 that is my way to say thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Feel free to return the favor anytime you want. To take that and bury it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Put in the fan behind me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, up in uh, Arlington, owner and general manager of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, is one a little controversy for his team. He's one, Shocker. Yeah, I know, right? He wants a little QB controversy. Mm-hmm. He wants Cooper Rush, who is the court backup quarterback, to play so well that there would be controversy as to whether or not Dak Prescott actually would assume the starting role once he's healthy enough to play again. Of course, he underwent thumb surgery last week. That is how Dak got the job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jerry, I mean, Jerry's no stranger to controversy and controversial comments. He was asked to, to clarify this a bit. We don't have anybody that would like really deep down like to see Cooper Rush play to that level uh, more than Dak because that enhances it for all of us because we know we're going to need every ounce of every person on this team's best play. And if uh, you start uh, going up there and saying, boy, this uh, the opposing team as well as us, uh, when they start uh, looking and having uh, more credibility about the way Cooper Rush is playing, about what we are at quarterback when we don't have Dak. Now, I, I don't believe there's anybody in the world that doesn't understand how much I appreciate Dak Prescott, his skills, and uh, having for the future, and uh, the future being uh, right now, really. So, But the point is that uh, if uh, uh, players play at a level to where you've got people uh, debating uh, how uh, are you using them with their skills or as to who ought to be out there and who are not, uh, when they're playing at that level, that's positive. So there you go. Jerry's wanting the QB controversy. Head coach Mike McCarthy's not quite feeling it, though. I'm just trying to say this with a straight face. <laughs> 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 Had a great day yesterday, but thanks for asking. No, everything's good. Uh, I, I just think, you know, once again, I mean, we, we've talked about the comments. Um, I think, you know, like anything, when you look at the whole thing, and particularly the start, it's about winning, and, and that's all we really care about. But there's, there's no quarterback controversy. That's our starter. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. We really, we actually feel like it's it, it falls on your la- in your lap. You know, I think you have to have a bigger responsibility in this. I mean, I think you need to be able to decipher uh, be- <laughs> between you know, GM Jerry and and owner Jerry. You know, because I I think and he can he can do that right in mid sentence too. So I think you I think you all need to do a better job of that. So. Get to work. Who was he, Shecky yeah. Green today, cutting all those jokes? I know, right? How, how could you not decipher, not know how to decipher between GM Jerry and owner Jerry? Right. It's got to be so easy. I mean, I think most fans probably could. <laughs> you know my th- my favorite thing about that whole press conference, that, that whole soundbite right there? Mm. It, well, and I know you work very hard, d- very diligently to get these out, 
But McCarthy and his, oh, he yeah. just bro- <laughs> yes, it's like dude, yes, take a breath. Are you okay? Calm it down. Was that that was my McCarthy? Was, I, I, I just pressed. I just oh, I fired oh. that off the hotkey just now. Man, okay, you're right. Yeah, that was. I'm sorry, I missed that one. I'll do better next time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but he does do that a lot. I mean, oh, he you, does. You can yeah. you can uh, you can definitely cut out quite a few of those, and you've taken a two minute sound bite down to about. 38 seconds. Let me give you behind the scenes here. Uh, that cut specifically was 48 seconds. Uh, and when I, before I edited it between the, the, the question and his breathing, it was a minute 30. <laughs> well, so there you go. That was my point There's made. a little behind point the made. scenes action of, of the, the, the quality work I do for what you. What it takes to be a, to be, to be a quality, to, to do quality work. Yes. Cause in, nobody in wants to hear that. And I don't want to hear that. So I'm happy to do it. But it cracks me up, nevertheless. Yeah. So uh, Jerry Jones was asked, and of course he's, he's talking to 105 through the fan up in Dallas, uh, whether or not Dak's actually going to be the starter when he comes back. Absolutely. We're not talking about that much time here. Uh, we'll, uh, Dak is uh, already out there uh, going through the motions. But I'm hopeful that he'll be there. That's another thing that people have gotten out of, of context here about uh, – predicting that he can get back or not get back. and All of that's conversation. All of that is uh, what uh, is the interest in what we're doing, the team, all of that's positive. But the difference specifically is that Dak here has just a matter of, if you will now, uh, a week or two, as opposed to an extended period of time when Romo and Dak were in this same situation. Look, I keep I keep some of that stuff in there just to keep all y'all on your heels. And just so to make sure they know that they're, <laughs> they're still human. <laughs> yes, and they are breathing. So Cooper Rush going to make his second straight start on Monday against the New York football giants. I'm actually excited to watch this one. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, he's this kid. I'm not going to lie. Pretty I th- good. I think both quarterbacks are kind of on the same talent plane. Maybe Daniel Jones a little bit more. Oh, I thought you were talking Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. Well, what? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. no Daniel no, Jones. No, no. Okay. Yes, yes. Gotcha. I'm right. talking Daniel right. Jones and Cooper Rush. Fair I enough. think they're on the same kind of sort of talent plane. Uh, obviously, Saquon Barkley is ahead uh, of this running back core of the Cowboys by a million. I don't know what the hell is going on. Did Are they just giving up on Zeke? Is it pretty much over for him? I haven't are they heard just much about kind him. of putting Pollard out there? Because, I don't know, I, I tweeted something out earlier where he's down to about 58 yards a game now. Zeke is? Yeah. Oh, man. That's too that's, bad. that's going from his rookie year when he was well in the hundreds. Yeah, that's that, he definitely is being underutilized. And it's gone down, it's gone down every single year. Well, he's one of those guys that, they, I mean, if they want to turn things around early. I don't know why he wants to stay. I wouldn't. His production has just completely, it's dropped by in half, over, over half. Yeah, I from, mean, from, that's from significant. Where, yeah, that's huge. That is significant. Well, I, I maybe just want to stay because it's the storied Cowboys franchise. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know if that's where So here we go. 2016, rush yards per game, 108.7. Then it went down to 98.3, 95.6, 84.8, 65 68.9, and this year so far, 52.5. Wow, steady digression. Rush yards there. per game. That is a... I know he got hurt some of these these years, but that is well almost half. Yeah, that's not good from his rookie season. That's crazy. That is not good at all. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. Uh, I really you don't hear much about him lately, yeah. honestly. So um, I mean, for all I know, he quit. We don't. I, yeah, I don't, like I don't believe that. I, like I just think know. the resurgence of Cowboys aren't doing anything, you know, spectacular right now. Nobody's paying attention. Well, anymore. I think the resurgence of Pollard has helped his injuries. He's got to slowly come back from those injuries. I think has a significant part to it. You know, trying to let Dak run the offense more on his own may have something to do with it. You know, more passing plays because of it. But again, that is a huge drop off. So I'm just, I just don't get it. I. It's hard. To, it's hard to pass the ball if you don't have a running game. So you might want to think about starting that up again. Yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Also, Micah Parsons been out for a second straight practice yesterday and today. Apparently, so, it's just a cold. Yeah, so. cold symptoms, maybe allergies. Uh, maybe. To, uh, Let's hope it's not anything worse. But uh, yeah, uh, did you catch that game last night? 
I did not. You did not? I did not. We got a recap coming up and an injury. I news. did see some things. I did see that insane catch though that was a la Odell Beckham Jr. That was pretty slick. That was awesome. That was pretty slick. How the hell did he catch that? We got more on that on the way, and we're gonna travel to the ballpark soon with uh, a little update on possible history. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Five one two eight baseball fans who don't know. That's right. Five one two eight three four one oh two seven is a number here in the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Yeah, welcome back to the bullpen on this Friday afternoon. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins. Hello. 1-2-8-3-4-1-0-2-7 is the number here on 1027 ESPN. Can I uh, bitch about something real quick? You fire away, my, my friend. My allergies are destroying my soul yet again. This building giving you the Micah Parsons treatment? <coughs> Uh, or no. the Jerry Jones no, treatment? it would be everything outside that you can't see is what I'm allergic to. So I'm just... Have you had I'm, that problem since com- you moved down here to Austin? Or is it, I've is had it that kind of problem my entire life. Oh, my really? entire life. I used to be allergic to grass. I couldn't even, like, sit on a grassy field because... I, anyway, you don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear this. But anyway, if anyone can relate, I'm sorry. The allergies are sucking right now. Well, you know, I think anybody who spent just a little bit of time in Austin can relate, my friend. Ugh, it's bad. Yeah. I don't know where it came I from. Didn't have I thought we were done with that. Life. And then I moved away to Houston, took my first job in radio years ago, came back to Austin several years later, and that's when my allergies kicked yeah. in. I didn't have the problem until I think I, I just back. added new ones when I moved down here. I was just allergic to pollen up, up north. Now I'm allergic now to it's everything. cedar, oak, pollen, dirt, the asphalt. I don't know. Everything. Yeah. Hate it. Them's the breaks being in Central Texas. All right, Boris. Thank you, Boris. Kick over to the phone lines here. Toolman wants to join Uh-oh. in. Welcome to the bullpen, Toolman, on this Friday afternoon. How are you? TTIF, fellas. Look, <laughs> it is what it is, right? You Amen. Know, failed to mention that the loss of my starting receiver at AM last week was also the guy that catches punts. It didn't work out so good. No, it did not. Yeah. Got to give the Aggies credit. They played good. Our defense is improving. Looks really nice. Uh, the D.C. Uh, is doing well with what we got. But uh, not going to take nothing away from A&M. They played well. I wish them luck against Arkansas this week. That'll be interesting. And let me ask you a question real quick. Real quick, uh, Toolman, uh, you know, because you, you brought up A&M. I think it was last week Jimbo Fisher was pressed on whether or not he might just decide to finally give up the signal calling duties. And uh, or the play calling duties, and actually, uh, you know, focus on other things. Delegate it to someone else. Uh, this is kind of an issue that's dogged him for years. You think that you think he should go ahead and sort of uh, delegate that uh, that role to somebody else there at A and M? Yeah, um, I do specifically for this reason whatsoever, and that's because the quarterback change from the uh, young man Haynes King to Mac Johnson uh, is is. An instinctive, more instinctive type player, and he moves better with his feet. He obviously makes some accurate passes, and he'll do just enough to get you the win. Um, so, regardless of who's calling the plays, you know, I think he can uh, adapt to whatever the defense throws at him. Uh, we gave him a run for his money, though. We, we got to him a little bit, but uh, he definitely, I, I kind of think uh, that just depends, you know. That's what you hire an offensive coordinator for is to make play calls. Jimbo's a good guy, though, so, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. But they got to believe that he doesn't really need to do that. That guy can, you know, make plays, so to speak. Right, right. Right, well, uh, so who do, you, who, do you, who do you like this weekend in the Longhorns game? Man, you know, Tech has always given those guys trouble there. I, I haven't really followed Tech much this year. I don't know how good their team is. You know, uh, guys, is it a night game? Uh, 2.30. 2.30 in the afternoon, yeah. Yeah, see, that 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 situation up there at night can get a little ruckus. Yep. On 2.30 in the afternoon, you know, we'll see. Uh, I know I know Texas will be ready, but I'm not – I don't know much about Tech to say anything, but historically they've always had their – you know, their challenges true. at Lubbock. So that'll be very interesting. Uh, like I said, I, my game that I'm interested in is Arkansas and A&M, yep. and I want to see if Florida bounces back. You know, they overhyped that, that quarterback just a little bit too much, and he started buying in. You know, he, he's you got to quit listening to the hype, man, and just play ball. But uh, I think Texas got to, you know, what's the spread? 
10, 15. I think they're six and a half point. I think it was six and a half. Yeah. It might be a little more if it was, you know, rice, but it's not. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, and we appreciate you weighing in today, uh, Toolman. Thank you, Toolman so Tim. We will, uh, we'll, we'll see if he was right. Yeah, I, I think Texas is going to take that. That's you a, know, that's you, a true Aggie right there saying Texas might might be the winner. You know, they throw tortillas that? up there. In, I've in heard Lubbock. that. I've heard about them tortilla. Tossers. And I've also heard that that they ban the tortilla throwing, and so people like sneak them into the stadium up there, and they cut holes in the middle of them because apparently they fly better with holes in the middle of the tortillas. Sure, sure why not? And, and nobody I've asked can, can tell me where this ridiculous uh, thing came from. Like, why why tortillas? I think we even, uh, on Sports Talk, we even had the uh, the, uh, the play-by-play guy from, we we called him, or we talked to him a couple seasons ago. He couldn't even tell us where it yeah, came from. Yeah, nobody can. This I, is like a long, long, long time ago sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, but they just, they, they throw tortillas. Sure. I would, you know, perfectly good, tasty tortillas. They hit the ground, and I mean... What a tragedy. I can tell you what I am not very good at throwing things at sports games. Uh I went <laughs> I went to a uh the what is it? Not the Dallas Stars. What's the uh, Cedar Park? Uh, what's their minor league team? Or the Austin the Austin, Austin Stars. The Austin Stars. Yeah. yeah. So I went to an Austin No, I'm sorry. This was in Seattle. So I went to a Thunderbirds game and they put this car in the middle of the ice during halftime and before the game you could buy these like softer style pucks. And the point was to try and throw them and get them in the car. And if you got it in the car, you won something. Uh, my first shot, uh, let me tell you, I was probably not the most soberest person in the world. Mm. So, you know, since you, you we like drink at, at hockey games. There's, you know, the nets that that are there to block the the puck from hitting the uh, fans. Mm-hmm. So that you're supposed to throw it like away from those through or through like these little other holes that are in the nets, so you can hit the car anyway. My first shot, I throw it as hard as I can. I wasn't looking, and I I completely missed the open spot. I hit the net. It ricocheted back and hit a lady in the head. Oh, and how was she? I don't know. I ran away. <laughs> no, she was fine. They, they were just they, they're just heavy enough to be able to throw, but they weren't heavy enough to hurt. But I just kind of wait. I was like, I'm really sorry. Oh, so they you, shouldn't give me. They shouldn't give me these. So you actually you did. I did. I did so a punch. I wouldn't run. That's not no, cool. No. She was only like. Ten rows in front of me, so I've, I had nowhere to hide. Regardless, minor league hockey's fun. It is fun. And NHL games are fun too. Minor league hockey's a lot of fun. Um, we used to have this team here in Austin years ago, like twenty years ago, called the Ice Bats. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a cool name. I used to go Ice to Bats, the Austin Ice Bats. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, they, I believe, when I used to go see them years ago, I think it was at the Travis County Expo Center. And then later on, they started playing at the Chaparral Ice. They're uh, kind of not too far up thirty five from where we are here. Um, and yeah, and I, I broke my hand on the. The glass one time. Oh, no. I got all riled up because they were fighting. All right, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. So good good times. You broke your hand. Yeah. Doing I still that? feel it sometimes when it gets cold, too, oh, right no. here. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't go to the doctor. You just let it heal on its own. What do you do for a broken oh, yeah. hand? Okay. I yeah. figured. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, before the break, we were talking, talking some NFL, talking a little Cowboys, a little injuries, a little QB controversy, possibly. But there was also, uh, there was a game last night. There was. Not, not the most exciting uh, yeah. for a lot of people. But uh, certainly a game played, uh, and uh, is Steelers, Steelers Browns, pretty uninspiring effort uh, in that loss to the Browns last night by the Steelers. And uh, Steelers coach Mike Mike Tomlin trying to quell any buzz about any potential change at quarterback. And you know Pittsburgh dropped to one and two on the season. Cleveland uh, was that was twenty nine seventeen last night. I think it was, mm-hmm. was the score, of Cleveland. Um, and so they they encountered encountered issues uh, on both sides of the ball. But really, it was Mitch Trubisky he took the center stage again Shocker. last night. Yeah, I can't believe it. He led that He's stagnant offense, struggled to sustain drives, couldn't put many points on the board all night long. Did I not mention before the game yesterday that he was last in just about every? Offensive statistical yeah. category in the AFC, and you were saying that there were people that were dogging you for for not believing in him, right? Why not? I, I just I it it doesn't say much about Kenny Pickett's or Pickens Pickett's uh, Pickett, if he Kenny Pickett. if he couldn't beat out Mitch, Mitch in this future performances by Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, and and I, they, they drafted him. Was the, I think they took him twentieth pick of the draft back in April. Round. Yep, absolutely. and then they opted to hold a, a QB battle, and then that saw Trubisky emerge as the as the starter. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't say much about your backup. So after the game, your future after the game, Mike Tomlin fielded a question about whether or not he's contemplating switching from Trubisky to 
Over to Kenny Pickett. I'm not. I'm not in that mindset. Um, I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. So, the answer to that question is definitively no. Things I would take for uh, things I wouldn't believe for 500. There, Patrick. You don't believe him? Not one bit. Yeah. He has to say that it's coach speak. He ha- He can't unless he wants to lose his locker room. He has to say that. I mean, it's only the third game. Yeah. But it's 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 obvious how bad Trubisky is. He had a few moments, but really they couldn't capitalize much last night. Yeah, a few um, moments. Scored uh, touchdowns on two of the first five first half drives. You know, great. Uh, and then um, they really, I think they what they mustered up one field goal to go uh, with four punts over the last five series to end the game. Three of those second half drives uh, generated less than eight yards, while the last ended in this uh, botched lateral play that resulted in a Browns uh, defensive touchdown as the game clock expired. And uh, that actually sounded a little something like this. Trubisky throwing. It's the old Stanford band play. Back at the four-yard line. Into the end zone it goes. And the Browns are going to recover there. And that's about as lackluster as a call as you could imagine to end a game. But that's that was a game. I was bored last night. I didn't enjoy that game at all. Again, Al, Al Michaels, Michaels. Yeah. thank you. Yeah. Proving my point yeah. every single game. Sorry. Uh, Trubisky, 20 of 32, 207 yards. He got sacked once. Uh, two rushes for seven yards. Wouldn't really call that the, the greatest, you know, performance by QB. It ever was seen. bad, yes. Uh, now, Mike Tomlin's never had a, a losing season in 15 years at the helm. So, you know, and, he, and at least verbally, he's steadfast and sticking with Trubisky. I think this may be the year that he loses he's that He's going to fall below 500. It, most likely. Steelers are going to have a mini buy. They're going to rest up, take on the Jets at home on October 2nd. So Let's hope they use that time to figure out that offense because, whoo boy. Yeah. Now, linebacker no Anthony bueno. Walker Jr., he, he needs season-ending surgery. He tore, in a, he tore a quad tendon last night during that win. Ouch. Over the, over the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, it was confirmed via MRI today, considered to require a five- to seven-month recovery. It's carted off the field. He was hurt in the third quarter. He laid their face down for several minutes. Finally, the trainers put the cast on him. Um, had an okay game. Six tackles against Pittsburgh before the injury. Uh, had a team-leading 113 tackles in a sack in 13 games last season. So uh, Jacob Phillips expected to take over for Walker as the Browns starting inside linebacker. And uh, they also lost the other linebacker, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I think I was nice. Well done. Good, thank you. Yeah, I'll, yeah uh, he, absolutely. He, he's out to a quad injury also. He spent several minutes in a medical tent before heading to the locker room. So... Some injuries there. Yeah. Brown Steelers, you know. Thursday night football, baby. Not as exciting as everybody thought. You wonder why the players hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I I will be interested to see the uh, the Amazon broadcast numbers for this. Yeah. Things like we talked about. I'll bet it's going to be a little bit lower. Because we were at about 13 for last week uh, at Chargers Chiefs. Yeah, something like that. Which very likely would have pulled down at least $20 million, if not more, if it had been on any three-letter network. Right. So, uh, and, and then this game followed Yikes. that up. So you may have had a lot of people who tuned in this week, saw that, and won't tune in next week. It was one of those games where it wasn't so bad it was hard to look away. It was just bad and didn't want to watch at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Red Hot Bills down at least a few significant defensive players for Sunday in their matchup against the Dolphins. Uh, That's going to be a fun game. Yeah, Ooh, I, I'm actually yeah. really looking forward Absolutely. to this one. Absolutely. Head coach Sean McDermott, though, announced today uh, safety Micah Hyde, cornerback Dane Jackson, defensive tackle Jordan Phillips all out for week three. Uh, Hyde and Jackson both got a neck injury, and then Phillips got a hamstring injury, kept him out of the, the practices this week. Also, the Bills might be without safety Jordan Poyer, foot injury. He's limited uh, li- limited on Wednesday's practice, didn't participate at all yesterday. And given the strength of Miami's receiving core, you know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Weddle, you know, they each had about 170 uh, receiving yards last week. Jeez. Some significant concerns for and the, we all, the undefeated we, Buffalo Bills this week. And we all wondered if uh, if if Tua could get the ball to Tyreek Hill. It's very clear that, that he, he can. can. Yes, sir. Yes, no doubt about not it. Not a problem. With all now, I think were it not for these injuries, I think I still probably would go with the Bills. But I'm, I think I'm, I'm picking Miami in this one just based on. Mm. I mean, obviously. Buffalo's got that great, I mean, high-powered offense. Buffalo also has a better defense. They do uh, have a great defense. Miami right. is built to have a shootout. Uh, if if the Bills can get a couple touchdowns ahead or even 10 points ahead, I feel like they're not built to come back. They're just, you know, built to Could chuck it right. downfield. Right. So, so you're taking Bills? I'm taking the Bills here. I hope, you're right. I hope you're right. I hope it's a good game. I don't want it to be a blowout because both team, both sides are, are super fun to watch. 
but yeah, injuries aside, it just I I don't know. I think Bills are still a little too much for for the Dolphin for yeah. the young Dolphins. Yeah. Well, you may be right. Now, I hope you are because I I really like this Bills team this year. Yeah, and I've never and I need Josh Allen to do well because you know fantasy my first fantasy team in five years. I've not historically been a Buffalo Bills out. guy at yeah, all in my life. Yeah, uh, but I like these guys this year. I, I certainly am enjoying watching them so far. Uh, some uh, new news out of this: the ongoing uh, controversy out of Mississippi, Brett Favre, yeah, fraud scheme. Mm-hmm. John Davis, he's a former executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services. He pleaded guilty yesterday to two federal charges. Oh boy! And an ongoing lawsuit for his role in the state's welfare scandal, oh which does involve Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. He pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal loans, and one count of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. He's slated to be sentenced in February of next year. Charges carry a maximum of 15 years in prison. These are federal charges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to, he's going to, if he gets slapped with 15 for each of those charges, that's 85% of each of those sentences he's so, going to serve. So, and what does that mean for Brett Favre then? Well, Brett Favre is not uh, charged with any crime at this point. Yet. So, nothing, at the, it means nothing for him at this point. But somebody's going to start talking, I'm sure. Probably. Especially if this guy's going away for at least 30 years. There are three. Three co-conspirators that have been named, and then a fourth unnamed co-conspirator who resides in Hines County. Um, per court documents, Davis, along with these four co-conspirators, fraudulently obtained and misused federal funds from two programs for personal use and benefit. Under his leadership, uh, he was provided federal funds to uh, two nonprofit entities and governed the uh, two organizations to fraudulently award contracts to various entities and people for social <clears throat> social services that were never provided. So um, can we speculate who lives in Hines County then? Brett Favre. That un, yeah, the unnamed fourth. That's what I was thinking when I yeah. read that, but I, I, I uh, that was that is pure speculation. Hines no, County. No, Hines. Uh, is it Hines? Is, it's Hines County. Okay. Hines County, I believe. Mississippi. H i n d s. Hind. Sure. Yeah, works for me. Uh, of course, we you know as we've talked about there those text messages of Brett Favre worrying about whether or not this money could be traced yeah. back to him. It was Fully re- aware of the situation. He's uh, repaid one point one million dollars, but then he had to he got hit for. Back interest and whatnot that he had to pay, but at this point, what are you doing? At this point, I, what a nightmare! Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But uh, funneling funneling uh, welfare funds into your volleyball court probably where your daughter goes idea. to school, yeah, probably not a good idea. No. Do you care? Do you ever care about Super Bowl halftime shows? Uh, <laughs> after Creed's wonderful performance, uh, no. Actually, I think that was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But regardless, no, not really. I quit paying attention uh, after Janet Jackson. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and the FCC went after radio Were you instead offended? of TV. No, Were you offended by only that? by the FCC. <laughs> this happened on on television, and yeah. and like all radio broadcasters started getting fined hundreds of thousands. Stern, what got hit? Yeah, I mean the FCC came down on the radio because they, they talked about it. No, it, it was it was uh, it's, it kicked off this whole indecency investigation and campaign with the FCC. Right. Anyway, I've held a grudge against the Super Bowl halftime ever since. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, Apple Music, new sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show. Multi-year sponsorship going to begin this year on, on uh, February twelfth. Cha-ching. Big money, fifty yep. million dollars per year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! <laughs> Apple replacing Pepsi, which sponsored the show for the past ten years, and uh, last year one hundred and twenty million people tuned in last year. Watch, Apple's uh, doing pretty Dre's, good. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, they're doing pretty good, uh, especially in sports now. Yeah, they are. They are doing the right thing with baseball. Uh, they're going to do the right thing. I think they're uh, doing MLS. Right? They bought MLS. They sponsor an MLS. Don't I don't. I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that that, for example, tonight's uh, Yankees Red Sox game, where Aaron Judge could potentially hit sixty one, mm-hmm. it's going to be on on uh, Apple. Apple. So we got an MLS and Apple TV deal for God. How much was it? So MLS, it is a deal with the yeah, MLS. yeah. There and there, there's a way they're doing it so where you don't have to sign up. You just have to download the app. And then you'll have access to every single, uh, any MLS game uh, on at that time without any blackouts. Well, that's pretty cool. I can't find the number here, though. You think they put that up there right away? I can figure it out during the break. Is that what we're going to do when you take a break? Well, it looked like it because you had all the, all the faders down. <laughs> I'm bring my pots down. Uh, yeah, actually, we are going to take a quick break and come back. Uh, before we hit the break, though, we got a, a pretty big uh, high school matchup tonight. Okay. Battle of the Lakes. Lake Travis heading over to uh, Westlake, take on the Chaps. $250 million <laughs> per year. Is that how much the Apple and MLS? A year. Wow. 250 mil per year. That's huge, man. God. That's huge. 
I knew I'd find it. Westlake looking to continue its 43-game winning streak tonight, taking on the Lake Travis Cavaliers at home. Cavaliers have been dominating uh, the series since back to 2006. They're 10-5 in the series, but Westlake's been pretty good lately, and they'll probably take the lead for the win over my Cavaliers. Anyway, should be a good game nevertheless. We have some Longhorn news coming up, a little baseball news, possibly a little of golf news as well. 512-834-1027 is the number here on the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Now that's one of those stories you cannot tell on the air. That's that's fine. But yes, I did tip well to answer your question. Better. As far as, as far as I remember. Okay, I was like, that was almost 20 years ago. Either you or your friends. It was a while ago. So the Longhorns heading up to Lubbock this week, opening up conference play. Tortilla Tossers. Tortilla Tossers. That's still just so weird to me. It's cool. I like the concept. It's just so random. I like your outside-the-box thinking, Red Raiders, but uh, I wish somebody could call me up and tell me why why you throw tortillas. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Okay. Well, I hope you do. It's going to drive me crazy. I'm not going to sleep for the rest of the weekend until I find out. Longhorns, of course, they have, uh, they've had some, some ups and downs, but uh, mostly ups so far to kick off. Uh, went down bell to bell with the Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. Blew out Louisiana Monroe. Uh, looked pretty solid. Not pretty solid against UTSA. I mean, they were down, what, down 10 before they came back. And yeah, it's a slow start. It happens. 42. You know, that, that, that took a lot of energy and a lot of emotion out of them. Actually, well, I guess it was 17. In Alabama. 17-7. Yeah, 17-17 yeah. halftime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so but they, they yeah. figured it out in the second half. I mean, they looked great in the second half. Yeah. So, they looked more like what we would expect. So this is kind of a pivotal moment for the Horns uh, as, as they open up Big 12 play. Uh, you might remember last year, there was only one game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that they that they actually won outside of Austin. Mm. I think they only won a single game away from from Austin, if I'm not mistaken. So um, they're going to kick off at 2.30 against the Red Raiders. Tech 2-1. They're coming off a loss on the road against number 16, North Carolina State. Texas also 2-1. Two, uh, two and one, Six and a half point favorite, according to Fox Bet. That's a that's an interesting bet. bet six and a half. Six point? and a half. I, I thought so when I, I saw that. I wouldn't think it would be more than three, honestly. Really? Well, because the the history sh- tells you that Texas is not good on the road at Texas Tech. They don't win very often there. Obviously, uh, you know, time timing aside, it they always they, it seems like Texas Tech, regardless of record, is always showing up for Texas. They are, so I, yeah, and and I gotta I think mean, they're especially they're going to tomorrow just because the last probably the last time before Texas sure. fails for the SEC and all that you you put all those you know. Into one thing, into one you know basket. It seems like it's going to be a close, closer game than than six points. Yeah, even though six points isn't even a lot anyway. But with this matchup, it just seems like three point. I don't know. I don't. I don't do. I don't bet. I like my money. But yeah, me too. I would. I was expecting three, three, three and a half at least. Uh, well, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how how Texas handles this. Of course, they're going to be without Demarvion Overshawn for the first half because of the, at least it's only a half. It's I only guess. A half. after all that. Not not being suspended the whole game is, I mean, yeah. coming back in the second half, much better than nothing at all. Right. Of course, that's because he was ejected in the fourth quarter last week for that targeting penalty that was appealed and Denied. upheld. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is that. Uh, it looks like Diamante Tucker Dorsey is going to start in his place for the first half of tomorrow's game. We'll see how he does. We've also got all four quarterbacks traveling up to, to Lubbock tomorrow. Yeah. I, uh, I I was more intrigued by that until I heard Sark's comments yesterday about it, to where uh, he said that um, he's bringing them up there just to see what the road atmosphere looks like. You know, I they're all, they're all healthy. Yes, doesn't mean they're all going to play. I would assume. I would I would be shocked if anyone but Hudson Card doesn't play tomorrow, barring injury. But we know it, we definitely won't see Quinn. Right. But he ball. said that he's going to bring them and he is going to suit up, and I feel like that is just to. You know, keep the muscle memory of when you go on the road, you know what you're supposed to do. You know how to prepare and get ready. Right. Even though you're not going to play, you should still do that. And so I think that's smart for Coach Sark to do that. He also, speaking of quarterbacks, Sark says he's he's been pretty impressed with Malik Murphy, who... Let's hope. We don't know anything else about him. Well, we, we'll learn a little bit more. Apparently, you know, when he said the other day, I guess it was September 12th, he, he just said not flat out he's not healthy. From what I'm seeing reports, he's suffering a severe, pretty severe ankle injury he got at the end of his high school career in, in uh, Junipero, Serra, California. Yeah, that was speculated, so that's what, too. So, so that's, mm-hmm. that's I'm, I'm sure, what that is. 
Uh, but he's going to be one of the four quarterbacks traveling along with with the uh, with Quinn and Card mm-hmm. and uh, Charles Wright. Mm-hmm. He uh, <clears throat> one of the SA All Americans top recruits for twenty two. Uh, he uh, really started to rise into prominence in his, his sophomore year. Uh, last season, he threw for almost three thousand yards, twenty two touchdowns, ten interceptions, and so Sarks, you know, pretty impressed with what he's seen, what he's seen from him so far, but. I mean, if we if we see him at all, of course he'll just be on the sidelines. Yeah, and again, that again, kudos to Coach Sark for bringing all four quarterbacks. You know, he doesn't have to; he could have used those roster spots for defensive player or another a different offensive player. But he wants his quarterbacks to see what you know a, a hostile environment on the road looks like. Right. Whether you're playing or not, you want to be mentally ready for that, no matter what, because all these guys have to be ready. You saw how fast Quinn went down; mm-hmm. you just never know. Well, and when you when you're a guy like Malik Murphy or or Charles Wright, super young, especially you never know, seen anything yeah, like you, this. You, you want you want to at least get your eyes on it, yeah. So you can know you don't have a deer in the headlights look if you ever have to jump in, yeah. And I think it's good for team morale too, just to have the whole squad there. Yes, you yeah. know. So I, I I think it's good that that they're going to be up there. Uh, on the other side, Tech, they're you know they're out they're still out linebacker Bryce uh, Bryce Ramirez still uh, recovering from that horrific broken leg. Mm. He suffered on Saturday uh, against the Wolfpack when his, I guess, his leg planted into the turf and bent below the knee, oh. twisted wrong. It was very Theismann esque. Uh, so bad that ESPN actually they refused yeah. to show the replay. But he is now back in Lubbock. He spent five days at a hospital there in Raleigh, North Carolina. But he is back at home now, recovering. Uh, probably, <laughs> you're not going to see this kid no, again for the rest of the not, season, not unfortunately. At all. No. Uh, which, which I think is a shame. If this is going to be the last time that the Horns and the Big 12 go up to Lubbock, then I want them to take on Lubbock's best. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want I want Tech to come and punch the Horns in the mouth, and I want the Horns to do the same, and, sure. and I want it to be a slugfest. Well, again, you never know. Maybe their uh, their backup will step up and, and play to it's his It's very level. possible, but, I, you know, I'm just saying, I, you, sure. know, you, yeah, want, no, the, I you want their best yeah. guys yes. in a game like 100%. this, you know, for both sides. Absolutely. So uh, so who do you, who do you I, obviously you like the Horns. I like the Horns. Uh, man, I would... I I want to be conservative, but I really don't think it. I, I'm gonna. Thirty five seventeen. I was gonna say thirty four twenty four. So yeah, I think we're on the on the right path here. I, I think Texas Tech is gonna show. I think they're gonna score early, and Texas will probably have to come back from this. You know, just like being do. in that hostile road environment, and yeah. they're really good at that. Um, keep it close at halftime, man, and then you got a shot. And yeah, I think it'll be thirty four twenty four. Yeah, I'll yeah. give I'll give them ten. Right points. around the same part. Yeah, yeah. Should be good. I'm very excited to see and uh, looking forward to kickoff tomorrow at 2.30. Heck yeah. Hook them. Over to the Bronx we go now. Aaron Judge, center field, way back, Bob Hernandez is there. (laughs) Two down in the ninth. About as deep as you could hit it without hitting it out at Yankee Stadium. Four feet is all that separated Aaron Judge from tying Roger Maris. You could just feel the emotion just drop right at the same time as the announcer's like, and it's got. (laughs) 43,100 people all sank right in that moment. That's why I said earlier in the show that even though the Yankees last night clinched, Mm -hmm. they are going back to the postseason, that's not why 43,000 people were at, were at Yankee Stadium. Of course. Night. Of course not. Any other year, it would have been raucous. Yeah. But they wanted to see number 61 De- almost to the deepest part of, of Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it came down nice and easily in Kike Hernandez's glove. Look, he's... No 61 for Judge. He's clearly locked in, though. No 61 for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it- all of his fly ball outs are basically warning track at this point. They're on the they're on the warning track at this point. So it really is just a matter of time. I mean, he is absolutely dialed in. Uh oh, breaking news! Breaking news! Ed Clements has joined us, sir. Fellas, how are you? We're oh, good. great. How, how are, are you? you? It's how great, are you? great to see you. You I too. Just, I just want to give you a little preview. Hey, you're looking svelte. Ed. Thank you so much. I'm trying. Yeah. Roger. Trying. You're looking good. Trying to get down to your weight, my friend. You, you have to tighten I mean? that belt up, sir. Tighten up, as Archie Bell on the drills used to say. <laughs> Coming up at uh, 4 to 6 show, got a special guest at 4.15, Brian Jensen, the play-by-play man for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Can okay. you ask him where the tortilla tossing history came from? Yeah, See, we were just, we talking, need, about we were just talking about that. We'll do that. Then at 5.05, Beto has really done it now. Uh-oh. He was giving the Tech fans hell about playing Tech every year, which I, I'm on the opposite. I th- I'd love to play Tech every year. Mm-hmm. And Beto has stirred our listeners up. Shane Woodard, 
who's a former student body president at Texas Tech, formerly on the Athletic Council at Texas Tech. Now he's a big-time Austin lobbyist. He wants to be on. Yes. I said, come on the show and talk to Beto about Texas and Texas Tech. That comes your way at uh, at 5 o'clock today, too. Cool. So could be fireworks. All right. Uh, be ready. Be ready. Okay, didn't mean to interrupt your show. No problem. You're good. Okay. You're always welcome yeah, here. Always. And we also have our picks coming up at 5.30. Twin liquors, twin picks. Okay. Excellent. All yeah. right. So make sure make sure you tune in yes. at four o'clock and stick around five. Well, this six. is my favorite show on our new radio station, one oh two seven. Those Jack Assery, Jason Dick and CJ, whatever his name is. Too much Jack Assery for me. I agree. You guys are solid. We keep the Jack Assery we're, to a we, low. We are we're we're basically the your your local sports center. Yes. Here on your on your yeah. local ESPN. We're your right one here. hour sports center. Yeah. Right here. Okay. See yeah. you later. Right here, right here on ESPN. Ed, Austin. Austin. Guys, thank the you. great Ed Clements, everybody. Uh, yeah, so as we were talking, uh, the uh, the Yankees uh, missed out on 61 last night, mm-hmm. but they did clinch. Be Josh Donaldson to step up with a game-winning run at second base for the Yankees. Bouncing ball, left side, that is past Devers. Here comes Gonzalez, the throw from Fan, and the Yankees walk it off. Yankees win. The Yankees like I'm telling you, John Sterling, John Sterling likes his cocktails. I'm telling you, you could hear it right there. <laughs> How hard was it for you to keep that that part of the audio? Actually, in there? I, I kept it in just for you. Uh, why? I don't care. I, I just left it because it was John Sterling, and we hadn't run as ridiculous. Uh, it just it's so contrived every single well, time they allowed it for so many years that he's he just had to throat. keep doing it i know i don't know how he's still doing it at this age that's got to be the only way wow oh boy it. oh boy uh but yeah so so there you go we've got uh the the yankees i've now clinched i believe their magic number is uh 61 i mean uh, six six yeah no what not quite 61 yeah well i guess just to a degree their magic number is yeah, 61 but fair, i think yeah. their magic number is six now uh but uh yeah yeah so the astros yankees and an update, let me tell seeds. you that the Mariners' are, magic number is down to nine. So for any Mariners fans out there in our airwaves, I know there's a couple of them. Oops. I've seen your car. I've seen the stickers on your car. There's at least one in this room. Clearly. How'd you know? Uh, that Justin Verlander back in the bump last night for the Astros, and they lost. They did. They were in Baltimore. But not before he recorded his 20th quality start of the season. Now, I know your take on this. Yeah. Why roll this man out there? There's no need for it. He's the Cy Young lock for the American League. You don't want to risk him getting hurt mm-hmm. this close to October. Mm-hmm. But and I can imagine the weather wasn't great last night. He's there. still sub two, even though they gave up two runs last night. One eight two ERA. He's packing today. Yeah. I mean, he went he went six and a third, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that the number is going to deflate pretty quick because I know the game he gave up the uh, the runs pretty quickly, so mm-hmm. deflates as the as the as the game goes. But again. What were they? What what were they trying to do here? What are they trying to do here? I don't know. We're, I, I, we're, we're you're clinched. You're good. The se- the the regular season is over for for them and right. the Yankees. It right. really is. So I just don't I don't get it. You're risking injury every time you put out your best players right now, and it just doesn't make sense to me. There's uh, only there's less than two weeks left. There's yeah, less than two weeks you of games. You're left. right. You don't need them. You don't need them. The the Astros are going to look to reverse things tonight. They're uh, Jose Altuve is going to be back in the lineup. Yeah. Bremer Valdez looking for another quality start on the mound. And tonight. look, we need them to. I, my Mariners need them to win because they're trying to creep up that wild card race, and it's going to get interesting. Yeah, I mean, when you look here, the you know, every potential wild card matchup is almost almost locked. Yeah. Now, I mean, based on where we are, if you we'll look, see, if you look though. at we we know the number one and three seeds in the uh, in the National League are the Dodgers and Cardinals, yes. respectively. In the American League, we've got the one, two, and three seeds. And the Astros and the Yankees and the Guardians, so, and then it's going to come down to Rays, Jays, and Mariners rounding out that four, five, and six spot there yeah. for the American League. And the Rays and Jays are going to play each other at least, I believe, four more times, uh, start, including today. So, and I, and then again, I believe uh, Yankees play the the Blue Jays as well too. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they're only a game and a half. All three teams are only a game and a half apart from each other. So to with that with still you know this many games to go it can it can change and just like that would so. you worry about your Mariners getting matched up in the wild card against the Blue Jays? Uh, no, we no. played them pretty well this okay. year. I really, honestly, at this point, I don't care. I don't care who we play. Um, you want to be there I'm, for the I, first time in twenty one years? Yeah, well, yeah. There's that. Obviously, you you want to know who you match up best with, 
and I think they do match up best with the Rays. They're they're very similar teams. Mm-hmm. However, if we stay at the third, we play the Guardians, and then we would play the Yankees, which I'd feel better playing the Yankees than I would the Astros. Which, well, yeah, I don't yeah. blame you for that. Because Yankees pitching is not as good as the Astros. Yankees pitching is beatable. Way, but way more than the Astros. Is. The Astros have pretty much a a full they're six locked. man rotation. They're locked. Yeah, they're, they're locked deep. to at least the ALCS. At least, at least. My my guess, we're we're in for a rematch of 2017. Yeah, fall probably. I'm, I'm, I guess, hope you're wrong. My guess but... this time, I, I'm I'm thinking it's Dodgers Astros. Or the Astros with home field advantage. God, I watched the Dodgers game, but that's last not going to happen before. because the Dodgers, I think, are just going to keep on tagging on wins. Yeah, they they gave up a brutal home run in the ninth in the top of the ninth inning to to go down against the Diamondbacks, and then some. Then just immediately when they were up in the bottom of the ninth, loaded the bases, mm-hmm. and guess who's up? Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. What does he do? Three two pitch laces into left field. Good night. Yeah, that's that God, that Mookie team is, is a terrifying. Brilliant hitter. brilliant hitter. Even even as down as low as Max Muncie, their their catcher, like dude can just hit a walk off home run anytime he feels like it. I've seen it. I've seen him do it too many times. That's a just that's scary good Can't team. Can't stand the Dodgers. That's a scary good Cannot team. Cannot stand them. Um so the Astros are great. Rangers not so much. <laughs> Sixty five and eighty four they are. God. I can't believe they they, they actually scored. That many games. They scored five and they won last night against the Angels five three. Great, uh, Corey Seager. This actually was on a Corey Seager. He delivered a two run shot that proved to be the game winning home run. Marcus Simeon was uh, actually the winning run there. Uh, so he's now got the most home runs uh, by a left handed hitting shortstop. Corey Seager does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers are going to welcome the Guardians to Arlington tonight, opening up a homestand there, uh, and uh, first pitch. Seven oh five from the shed. It's not going to end well. For I don't the, know what the Rangers, well the Rangers. I really don't know what the Rangers were expecting. Dropping five hundred million between two decent. Well, okay. I love Corey Seager. He's great. Yeah, he's he's, he's an all star every year. Yeah. Marcus Simeon had a one decent, one really good year. A couple decent years prior to that with the A's. I mean, come not. I, I would try. I honestly, you you. This is what you saw from Marcus Simeon. Is what you're going to get rest of that seven or eight year career that or, uh, contract that you gave him trade him yep. he still has some value trade him for some pitching because that's the only thing you need really here to start to you know get over that hump i agree man hapless rangers and i don't even like the rangers get out of here with that well i do but uh i i don't ever i mean they let you down even when they make it to the world series they let you down oh must be nice even when they're one strike must be away nice from to get there the world guys they let you down must be nice to get there. uh that's about it for us today real quick uh peak events llc and carbock brewing have announced that uh, uh iowa hawkeyes lsu tigers kansas state wildcats sam houston bearcats will are the teams that will consist of the uh, carbock round rock classic set for february 24th through the 26th at Dell Diamond should be pretty fun. Word up. Should be pretty Sounds fun. Sounds fun. That's going to do it for us today. We'll see you on Monday. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. See you.